0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, a uh, new billboard by PETA uh, states that eating fish is com- comparable to eating cats. Now, the advert, which is in the UK, shows a fishmonger holding up a fish which changes to a dead cat. So it's one of these uh, advertising uh, boards that changes. So it's like a big television screen. And uh, so one minute uh, the fishmonger is holding a fish and it turns into a dead cat. Um, Locals in the area say that they are horrified uh, by the sign. But the implication is that if you're going to eat a fish, you may as well eat a cat. There's no difference. It's a dead animal. And it, it seems to be, in fact, one of the, the billboards uh, in an English town is close to a chip shop, believe it or not. Um, and it's to get at people, uh, to get into their, their, well, let's find out what it's about, actually, because um, Jennifer White joins me on the line from PETA, which stands for the uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Now, Jennifer, some people might see this uh, advertisement as being a bit extreme. What do you say to that?
1: Hi, thank you for having me on. Um, Well, you know, there really shouldn't be anything extreme about encouraging people to protect all animals from abuse. And really, all this poster is doing is just getting people to think about how fish have the exact same capacity to feel pain as a cat or a dog. And while most people would never dream of going home for a, you know, a cat supper for their dinner, we know that fish are hauled out of the ocean. They're suffocated, they're gutted while they're still conscious, all for a fleeting moment of taste. So really, anyone who feels disgusted at the idea of eating cat flesh should show that same empathy and compassion to fish and other animals too by going vegan.
0: Why do you think we view fish differently from a cat or a dog?
1: Well, you know, this all comes down to speciesism, which is the misguided belief that some species are more important than others. And it's how humans justify mistreating animals for a sandwich filler or a pair of shoes. And it's all just based on our own arbitrary human preferences. And it's something that people are taught from a really young age, from their parents, from teachers. And it's the, you know, fluffy, cuddly animals like dogs and cats deserve our love and care and protection. And that, you know, fish cows and pigs and chickens are deemed as food and you know this is why peter's campaign is so important because we're showing people that animals are all individuals and they all want to live
0: okay so the the idea then of the, of the uh, advert which i'm curious is uh, uh, will an advert like that run here in Ireland at all
1: well, we're certainly looking to roll it out elsewhere, so you'll have to keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, because you know it has really generated so much important discussion about fish and their intelligence.
0: Now, has it created important discussion, or has it created uh, controversy, or has it created criticism of Peter or PETA for the way in Peter for the way in which you're doing it?
1: It's definitely getting the cogs turning for people to think about how intelligent fish are and obviously you know over recent years we've come to learn so much more about these animals who you know for a while we maybe didn't know as much about as we did with cats and dogs and of course these animals don't you know scream in the traditional sense when they're in pain and you know I think it's just been harder for people to get their heads around empathizing with fish but there is now so much research showing um you know that they have complex cognitive abilities they can you know they have long memories they can learn new things some fish use tools to find their food and they live in these complex families um so you know really that that's so important to get people thinking about fish as individuals
0: okay so it's really to educate us um because it's a it's a kind of a hidden world uh, the fish world because we don't get to see a lot of the the world that they live in
1: Exactly. And leading marine biologist, Dr. Sylvia Earle, you know, she said that once she spent, you know, however many, I think it was over seven decades, she spent underwater observing fish that, you know, she could no longer bring herself to eat them because they're such incredible animals. And I think she even said she would no more eat a grouper fish than she would eat a cocker spaniel. So, you know, it's certainly not just Peter who can see the comparisons between them and other animals and the complex lives that they lead.
0: Okay, so um, the advert itself, as I said, um, it has the title, See Things in a Different Light. And it shows a fishmonger, and it's one of these um, video screen ads that changes. And she has a a fish at first, which we would see is fairly standard. If you go into a fishmonger's; they might uh, display fish. Um, But then that fish changes into a dead cat in front of your eyes. Um, And obviously the implication is, Not in a month of Sundays would you eat uh, the dead cat, so why would you eat the dead fish?
1: Exactly. And, you know, when we know that fish feel pain and fear and suffer the exact same as any other animal, if that bothers you, then you should really start thinking about transitioning to a vegan lifestyle because there are so many amazing vegan options now that we don't need to, you know, we certainly don't need to eat cats, we don't need to eat fish, we don't need to eat pigs or cows or any animal. You can get everything that you need from a very plant-based diet and you can get vegan fish fingers, vegan crab cakes, vegan salmon. I mean, honestly, you know, it you can find it these days.
0: Okay, so there's no need for us to be eating fish anymore. Uh, that's the message of this campaign. Uh, if you wouldn't eat a, 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 a cat, you would you shouldn't eat a fish, and it's to get that message across.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Jennifer, stay with me for a moment if you can, please. Our number is 087-1400-106. 087-1400-106 is our uh, free WhatsApp number if you want to get involved uh, in this conversation. Um, Mike is on the line from uh, Cork. Mike, what do you think of this new uh, advertising campaign by PETA?
2: Um, well, well, first of all, before your last, your last gender about taste of sandwiches... Uh, you, you're, you're right with the potato sandwiches But I have YR sauce with my potato sandwich Oh, whoa, whoa, uh,
0: that, whoa, whoa, whoa Sorry, say that again YR sauce no, on your potato crisp I, sandwich
2: There we go I, I, I had a bit of a t- I t- And it's actually tasted very nice
0: Okay, I, I feel like hanging up on you now, Mike But I won't <laughs> Because that's not why you're on But anyway, go on What did you want to say on, the, on the, this advertising no. campaign uh, Which is basically saying If you wouldn't eat a yeah. cat You shouldn't eat fish
2: well, like, I look, fair play to you, yes, Peso peso whoever you're called, for for hitting a new low in advertisement to get people's attention, to get people to talk about about stuff.
0: How is it a if new you, low? I,
2: oh, they these, they they come up with new placards every, every every so every few months to to get people to, to, to just to aggravate to aggravate people. Like I'm I I'm from the dairy I'm from the dairy sector. And b sector and with the new laws destroy fish anti-cash, that thats that is that is, that is the law of the law like if you get if you forget what I mean
0: okay so you're you've vested interest obviously in this because if everyone were to turn vegan tomorrow, you'd be in trouble
2: I'd be, I'd look i, 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 I I'll, I'll be joining I'll be joining the door line pump and plan I have have no I have, no, have no job I will have no lifestyle I will have nothing. Um, I just hang, hang up my farm and walk away from it.
0: Okay, right. but the, the point of the, of the campaign uh, is obviously to try and yeah. encourage people uh, over to the vegan lifestyle, uh, to not oh, yeah. eat uh, or consume any meat products or dairy products and so on. And it's a hard-hitting yeah. message that, you know, when you see a fishmonger holding a dead cat, it's, you cringe at the thought, because nobody in their wildest dreams would eat a dead cat. So why but would you I... eat a dead fish?
2: But like, why would why why did they why did they have to pick on a cat for the fish?
0: Do you know what? it's it because I, we like, all well not we all but a lot of people love cats. They have cats as pets, so the, well, the no, notion I've, of I've, eating a cat is vile. I've plenty. I've
2: plenty of them in my farm. I've plenty of cats in my farm. I won't eat them, but I've plenty of them on my farm. But like the thing, the thing is with the with all, all these plant-based materials as ourselves as ourselves was on about a lot of that. Is, a lot of that because trust me, I have be I look. I grow crops. I grow crops and and and, and everything, and I know the hardship. But if the if the if the vegans actually see what really goes into the plant-based stuff, they they get sick. I can guarantee you that. What meaning, meaning what? Into. Meaning what? The chemicals. Different chemicals, the different chemicals that go into the plant, and all, and all the stuff that has to be imported. 85% of the food for plant-based food uh, products here are, are all imported. Ireland can't, keep, Ireland can't, Ireland can't produce, can't produce most of the ingredients for the vegan foods. So that's, so 85% is actually imported from from America and Europe.
0: Let me just bring uh, Jennifer back in on this. Uh, Jennifer, this is a a complaint about uh, veganism and vegan food products that I've heard before, that an awful lot of what goes into vegan products or vegan food has to be imported into the UK and Ireland.
1: Well, I mean, regardless of of whether or not things are imported or not, I mean, it's funny to me when people talk about vegan food being processed when the flesh of animals is so heavily processed before it reaches people's dinner tables and animals are pumped with antibiotics to prevent them from succumbing to all of the diseases that spread on farms, Uh, like bird flu, swine flu, you know, all of these things. So eating plant-based is still the healthiest option for yourself. It's the best option for the planet because we know that animal agriculture is one of the leading causes of climate change and of course it saves the lives of animals as well, so it really is a win-win.
0: There you are. It really is a win-win, <laughs> well, uh, really is a win-win uh, Mike. Not, not,
2: not really. Well, to give you a win-win. If you, if you, in, if you inject a cow with an antibiotic, it's forty-eight. It's forty-eight days. It's forty-eight days when it can be. It, it can be actually. It can, it can be eat, an animal can be. You can be put. Can, the meat can be used, but if you put a herbicide, herbicide or any any chemicals on plants how long does it, how long does that go off the plant
0: but you tell me I don't know the answer to that
2: <laughs> Do they, yeah, the talking, yeah oh, wash wash the vegetable yes yes yeah, the the vegetable will consume the herbicide, so basically you're talking up to four to five weeks. After the spray is, there, that, that, that's when your vegetables. Uh, will still have the chemicals up to four to five weeks inside the chemical inside the vegetable.
0: Okay, so as far as you're concerned, Mike, um, a, a vegan lifestyle is not as not environmentally friendly as uh, as vegans would have us believe, because a lot of the product has to be imported.
2: Exactly. Plus, iron. You get you get iron from meat. I can guarantee that when people are going giving blood there's a big difference there's a big difference from people who eat meat and people who are vegans
0: ok stay with me for one second if you can please our number is 1800 four, uh, sorry 1800 453 if you want to call us uh, you can send us a free whatsapp eight, uh, 087 1400 uh, we'll come back we've a lot more calls in just a moment Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about uh, the animal rights organisation PETA and a new advertising campaign that they've started in uh, the UK. It's a new uh, billboard uh, campaign, but it's one of those uh, billboards that's actually a, a television screen. I'm sure you've seen them on the bus stop, so they can actually change. So what you see in the advert is a, a fishmonger um, with a fish in her hands But as you walk past the advert It actually changes And it changes to the woman holding a dead, a dead cat And it basically is saying to you And in fact it was near a fish and chip shop This, this advert that was spotted Was near a fish and chip shop um, in uh, England But it's basically saying that In a month of Sundays you wouldn't eat a dead cat So why would you eat a fish? And it's to try and encourage us to be vegan, essentially. Now, uh, Lily Anna is on the line from uh, Watford. Now, as a, as a cat owner, what's your reaction to this sort of uh, advert? Um,
3: um, so, I find it very disturbing. Uh, however, I understand uh, PETA's cause and I respect it. But I think this kind of like fear factor, shock advertising is not very effective like
0: it's not I very effective
3: think, it's not yeah like i am a i am a cat owner of course and i love animals and if something has made me rethink my consumption of animal products is not guilt tripping me or shaming me about you know animals emotions of and is, it, is I that what you that.
0: see is that what you see these ads as yeah guilt tripping
3: absolutely yeah of course because I think well, now, obviously an organization
0: to- like uh, Peter wants to encourage more people uh, to become uh, vegans. So they kind of play with our consciences a little bit and pointing out that you wouldn't eat a cat um, and, and, you know, getting you to, to look into your soul as to why you wouldn't eat a cat and then ask you, well, why would you eat a fish if you wouldn't eat? The same reasons apply, in other words, is what they're getting at.
3: Uh, I think it's a little kind of like out of proportion because, you know, it's like uh, it's, it's not effective in a way to kind of like uh, we don't have the same relationship as we would have with cats that we would have with fish. So um, I can't understand the point, but I think it's just disturbing now they're making a point here and they're getting us all talking about it and they are there in use of so fair play that's what they want to for us to be talking about them so that is effective but as as an animal lover and i respect animals as well i've been rethinking in my uh, consumption of animal products but not because of course uh, because animals feel bad it's also about the way all of this is produced and uh, that i don't want to take part in all of these kind of like big scale mass production of uh, all of these animal products and animal suffering so uh it's not the guilt trip or the shame of the okay, okay so it, 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 but
0: you see ads like this as guilt tripping um uh, guilt tripping that has no effect on you basically yeah. Okay. Stay yeah. there for one second, if you can, please. Keep your messages coming in. Uh, 087-1400-106. A few of your messages. I love meat. We'll always eat meat, and my family too. Peter need to mind their own uh, business. Says that message. I know it's cultural. Dogs and cats are being eaten in some parts of the world. I'm pretty sure I would eat them if it was about survival. Says uh, Laszlo. And in fact, we were, we were curious. Earlier on, I didn't think... I, I know there's some countries that eat uh, that eat dog meat. I didn't know any countries uh, eat cat meat until we actually looked into it earlier on. Um, Vietnam tops the list of countries that actually eat cats. Uh, thousands of stray cats in Vietnam have been snatched and sold to food vendors, households and even restaurants. Vietnam has an ex- extremely lucrative underground black market trade for cats and dogs. China... Perhaps unsurprisingly, China, one of the largest consumers of cat and dog meat in the world. And then the one that does surprise me, Australia. Surprisingly, many regions and vendors sell felines as a delicacy to their uh, consumer base. Australia is known for having the highest abundance of wildlife, even in urbanised locations. And stray cats are not exempt from this categorisation. Australia. Cats. Cats. Anyway, so they are consumed in some parts of the world, but for us, who you know, most of us uh, have a dog or have a cat as a pet, and wouldn't in a month of Sundays, even the, the thought of it uh, would make you feel uh, ill. But the the argument behind this advertising campaign from uh, Peter is you wouldn't eat a cat, so why would you eat a fish? Now, Jenna is from the Vegan Society in the University of Galway. Do you agree with this sort of uh, campaign from Peter, Jenna?
4: Um, hello, um, yes and no, I, but I, I think PETA are purposely like a shock factor they bring and controversial. Um, but I agree with their message that they're bringing, but I think they're doing like quite a shock factor image to get people like, like we're doing now talking about it on the radio <laughs> to bring awareness to the, to the topic of eating animals.
0: And uh, we're talking about it for different reasons. And one of the reasons is, you know, do shock tactics like this work? Does it work for you to see an advert like this uh, of a fishmonger holding a fish and then it changes into a dead cat? Does that make you go, oh, my God, I will never eat fish again? I don't think it does Mm -hmm. for most people.
4: Yeah, I think it depends on the person. For me, I don't think it worked when I went vegan. But still, it it brought the topic to my mind. (laughs) And maybe a few months down the line, I was like, oh, yeah, like maybe I'm understanding what their message is now. I think maybe it's a slow way of getting to people. It depends on the person.
0: Okay, so you're from the uh, Vegan Society uh, in the University of Galway. What exactly do you do?
4: Um, So we host different vegan-themed events, like potlucks, where you all bring a vegan dish, and then you all get to try a vegan dish. Um, we've hosted documentary screenings, um, just different. Usually, food, <laughs> different themed events that we've done.
0: Okay, so you you work with vegans. Do you try to persuade non-vegans to become vegan? Is is there any sort of campaigning that you do?
3: Um,
4: no, not not like obviously or directly. It's more about having an open space, like a lot of vegetarians would come and join because maybe they'd be thinking about going vegan but wouldn't know what to cook. But it's just about um, getting people to try vegan food and be like, oh, I never would have thought that was a vegan food. Just like a food is a good way to get to people. Um, But just kindly sharing the message about what veganism is. And And out of of curiosity,
0: because I am always curious when I'm uh, talking to somebody who's vegetarian or uh, vegan, Uh, firstly, how long are you uh, vegan?
4: Uh, four years.
0: Four years, okay. Um. So there was a time uh, that you would have consumed meat products, would you? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Just so like what meat. made you, what was that deciding factor that made you decide, I'm going to become vegan?
4: Um, well, it took me four years, actually, to go vegan. But in my first year of college, I met a girl who was already vegan. And I was just like, oh, what does that mean? Because I was interested in vegetarianism before as a kid. Because I don't want to cause harm to animals, mm-hmm. and then I started learning from her what foods you can get, like alternatives, and then I started doing my own research and learning what the like dairy and meat industry and egg industry and the awful the awfulness behind them all, and I kind of just i I needed to align my morals with my actions, so eventually, I just kind of clicked in my head after four years of learning, and um, yeah, it just I want I love animals so uh,
0: that's why. And it, it, that, there's no going back now, is that right?
4: Uh, no.
0: No, okay, right. That's, no. So, um, uh, you yeah, know, I'm always curious as to what it was that inspired somebody to uh, to become vegan, and a lot of it was animal rights, basically, and, and no longer wanting to consume dead animals.
4: Yeah, and also the the, the impact on the environment of farming now in developed countries industrial-scale farming, that also was a factor in it, but mainly animal rights.
0: Okay, so another question. Why do you think it is, then, that vegan organisations like Go Vegan or uh, PETA uh, need to use shock tactics in order to try and persuade non-vegans to um, try that lifestyle?
4: I guess it's to keep the message of veganism in mainstream media or in the public eye that it's not uh, swept under the rug. I don't know because, like, obviously we're talking about it now. So it's just to keep the message in the air, and maybe it'll target a few people that actually, actually, maybe I should think about going vegan. But
0: before you became vegan, did any of these shock campaigns impact on you?
4: Um, I remember reading about PETA, and I was just like, oh, I remember I was reading about animal testing, and they had some. Some of the saddest images I've seen, that that would have impacted me, like testing on, there's a sad image of testing on a mouse who looked extremely sad and in pain, like that, when I started reading about animal testing. But I, I just think it depends on the person. Mm. But it, it, yeah, it kind of gets to the emotional side, but it is, I understand it is extreme, because it's going against the traditional way of living. So I understand, like, I used to eat meat, but then I just couldn't ignore it any longer.
0: Okay, so something happened, and it was probably something shocking that you witnessed or saw that made you say, enough is enough, I can't eat meat anymore.
4: Yeah, well, it was just, I knew too much. It was a logical thing to do, Mm. to go vegan.
0: (laughs) All right, good to talk to you, Jenna. Thanks very much indeed. Tony is on the line in uh, County Monaghan. Tony, what do you think of of scare tactics like this?
5: Uh, Or shock tactics? The shock tactics, they're very effective. That's the worst thing so we have to give that to them but what people don't realize is that many of the organizations like Peter are financed by corporations that produce vegan food simple as that you check their accounts to see that
0: okay and I, I i don't see what the issue is there by the way no,
5: I, I don't put you know a little bit of honesty on it right
0: the second thing
5: is when they talk about uh, environmental impact vegan food production is industrial-scale farming. It is also damaging to the environment. The food that is produced is highly processed, very high miles, and carbon footprint and massive herbicide use. But the other thing they don't say is when we're talking about animal rights. When you produce large-scale industrial farming of vegan food, you kill hundreds of millions of small mammals, including mice, invertebrates, through the entire life cycle and life chain of the animal, which affects all the higher animals above that. So there is no zero-sum game. If you eat vegan, you are killing animals, millions of them. So you need to accept that. And you can't say, we don't harm animals. Absolutely, you do harm animals. The other thing is, in any country, take Ireland, for example, the climate on the side gives you choices to produce food. We can't grow rice. We are dairy, meat, food production. We produce well the farmers of Ireland produce fifty million plus food for fifty million plus people, fisheries, probably hundred million out of Irish waters. Not actually Irish fishermen, but the EU and globally. So to say that you shouldn't eat fish or you shouldn't eat meat, it's an illogical argument. Because if the look in the mirror in the bush and the teeth,
6: we have canine teeth.
5: We have canine teeth because we've been eating meat and fish for about a million years and that's why we're highly intelligent.
0: Okay, but it, it, just, because, yeah. uh, just because we have those teeth doesn't mean we can't, as many, many people do, uh, change our lifestyle and change what we eat and uh, be able to eat a vegan uh, diet quite successfully. We're that intelligent.
5: You're absolutely correct. It's choice. And I respect their choice. Okay, but All I uh, ask them to do is respect my
0: choice. Okay, but you uh, you have a a sneaky admiration though for the the uh, shock tactics that they use in their in their Absolutely. ads. Yeah, they're,
5: yep. they're brilliant, but yep. they're very expensive. But the other thing as well, when they we talk about it, it's a great a diet, it is not a great diet, specifically for babies, young children development of the skeletal and and
0: it, it, it is, uh, That is a conversation uh, for another day and a conversation I have Absolutely. had before about uh, bringing, raising kids as, uh, as vegan uh, but it's a conversation for another day. Thanks very much Lee, for your call Tony. Let me read out uh, some of your messages on this subject. Uh, just like it's in the interest of the beef, uh, the beef industry to keep eating meat, it's also in the vegan food industry to go vegan so you can see that argument uh, both ways. Uh, Another message from Deck. If cats can eat birds, mice and fish, why can't we? Um, Another message. Is the cat cooked? While unconventional, cats and dogs are consumed in some places. If you marinate it overnight, then barbecue it, it's just another form of meat. Uh, Beats the crap out of couscous. Mm, Yeah, okay. And... (laughs) Just one or two more. Uh, You may not knowingly consume cat, but you're eating horse more often than you think, and possibly cat and dog uh, too. And one final one. I would eat a cat, says this message. I actually ate several on a trip to China. Quite tasty, actually. All right. Thanks very much indeed for all of uh, your messages. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Let me go back to um, the more important uh, issue of the day, which is veganism and a campaign by PETA where they, are, um, they have an advert running where you see a fishmonger holding a, a huge fish and that huge fish, as you walk past the, the billboard, changes into a dead cat. And it's basically to encourage you uh, not to eat fish. If you wouldn't eat uh, a dead cat, Eva is on the line uh, in Dublin. Uh, Eva, what do you think of this advert? Is it a good idea? No, no, Eva. Are you there, Eva? No, she's not. Okay, Damien is on the line in uh, Monaghan. Um, as I said, Damien, this whole campaign is to is to get to us. You wouldn't eat cat, so why would you eat uh, fish? What's your view on it?
6: Well, Adrian, going by that, I'd, I'd love to see it because if cats taste like fish, I'll eat it.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, I don't think yeah. that's what they're trying to say, though. I don't think they're trying to say, um, you I, know.
6: I get what they're trying to say on it, um, on the point. But like it, we eat fish. We eat several different types of animals. And we have a different diet, a varied diet. Um, I can't see, like the advertising's not going to work, as, as in the put me off, to make me a vegetarian, it's not going to work. Um, I can joke about it and saying, yeah, if, if I feed it, I'd go right, if a cat tastes like fish, happy it is. Like, if it tastes like chicken, I'd be quite happy, put a few crisps on
3: it, put it on a sandwich, <laughs> it'd be perfect.
0: Okay, but uh, you know and I know that. Uh, uh, actually, is it illegal to eat a cat in Ireland? I have a feeling it is. Yeah, I have a feeling it is illegal. Um, I wouldn't risk it. Yeah, no. So, so, I mean, you're not going to be uh, frying up um, cat at the weekend because we associate cats as pets, as um, animals that we interact with, that we love. So, the, the mere notion of eating a cat makes most people's stomach churn, as it does when we have a conversation about eating dogs. So we just no, but, we'll never go down yeah, that road. But uh, but the point is. If you wouldn't countenance ever eating a cat, which most of us wouldn't, then why would you countenance eating a fish?
6: Well, usually in the wild, um, for example, lions and hyenas are out there. They could kill each other, but they won't eat eat another predator because they don't taste right to them. Mm. So if you want to go down the animal kingdom route, we wouldn't eat a cat because it's a predator as well. So apparently they don't taste that great. So it's the same in the lion kingdom, even the big cats, they'll not eat small dogs or anything else because the predators they'll kill them if they get in near them but they
0: won't but eat they them. But they won't eat them. Alright, okay. Um, stay on the line there for one second. I want to just squeeze in a very quick call. Uh, Sandra is on the line. Are you vegan, Sandra? Yes,
7: we I am vegan, yes. Okay, and so well, uh,
0: why the need for these shock tactic uh, adverts?
7: So I presume you're asking me in my capacity as director of Go Vegan World.
0: Well, uh, no, I didn't realise you were in that capacity but now I do. So go on. Yeah, Uh
7: so I think, you know, when you're referring to shock tactics, it depends on the um, the view of the perceiver, the person looking at the ad. If they're shocked by the reality of what they see, is that a shock tactic used by the advertiser or is it that they're being shown something that is shocking and immoral? Uh, we've just run a very large campaign on the London Underground also on on the theme of using fish. Uh, you know, the This is a a really useful advert because it addresses speciesism, which is we discriminate against others because they're not human. And of all the animals uh, that we advocate for in the animal rights movement, fish are the most exploited in the greatest numbers and they're the least advocated for. And That's because they don't look like us. So that's speciesist. They value their lives just as much as the cats and dogs in our lives. In fact, they value their lives just as much as we do, and they have the same capacity for suffering and enjoyment and meaning in their lives as we do. So it's unnecessary to use them as a source of food. Okay, if so you, it's, it's, so, it's,
0: so your, your point is that it's not using shock tactics, it's advertising stuff that is shocking.
7: It's shocking. Yes. OK,
0: so your, your campaign that ran on the underground said uh, fish, is unnecess- fish is unnecessary for human health. Eat plants instead.
7: Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. And the fact that we, uh, the use of other animals is unnecessary in our lives is one of the aspects that makes it so immoral. And it's, it's also the aspect that makes it very easy for us to not use and, and be vegan. Okay, so so the, life, the,
0: the message is um, that it is not shock tactics, it's advertising something that is shocking. It is shocking, yep. yeah, right. okay. yeah. The Good fact that t-
7: the fish is no different from the cat or dog in anybody's life.
0: All right. Uh, sorry to be so short on time, Sandra, but thanks very much indeed uh, for your call. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan.